0: Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash project for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today on the podcast, we have Melissa McGraw. She's the founder of The Creative Potential. She's helped brands grow their organic audience by millions and work with them to multiply their organic search by triple digits in a matter of months.
1: Yep, guys, we're talking about sexy SEO today. And we're breaking it down in a way that hopefully will not overwhelm you or not confuse you. And we don't try to nerd out too, too much. But we do give you some actionable strategies on what you can be doing to get your booty ranked number one in Google. So more beautiful people can find what you offer, buy your stuff, support you, love you, learn from you and all of those great things. So I would go ahead and bust out a notebook, give this one a listen. So you can get you those action steps and implement them right away. Hey, Melissa, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
1: I'm excited to have you, and I didn't say before we started recording, but I love your glasses. So I'm just gonna like just stare into the screen at your face all interview. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. They're they're (laughs) Warby Parker. So, uh, oh, I love them. Are they the blue light or just regular glasses?
2: I think they're. Um, regular glasses. This is the Louise wide frame.
1: I love them. So cute. I just got a ad from Warby Parker that they now have blue light lenses in their glasses. And so I'm about to order all of them because I love Warby Parker. I love them. Okay. Not sponsored sponsored, by Warby Parker. (laughs) Um, all right. We're not here to talk about (laughs) glasses though. We are here to absolutely nerd out on SEO. And I know like we've covered this topic a little bit. It's been a while, like almost a year since we've had anyone on talking about SEO. So I love that we're doing it again. It's important for every single business out there. And it's also still continues to be kind of like a foreign language for a lot of us. And some of us get it and it clicks and we're like, okay, I can kind of understand how to actually like make my site friendly or my stuff friendly and, you know, get ranked and whatever, but some of us are like, okay, wait, what, like, how does Google know anything and how can I do anything? So we're going to kind of break it down today about what SEO actually is, how to utilize it in your business and how to rank on the first page of Google. Cause that's, I think everyone's goal, right? Absolutely. So, break us down unnerd SEO a little bit for us.
2: <laughs> okay, to dumb it down a little bit, as I tell, as I tell my clients, SEO is search engine optimization, and it's getting your site found organically on Google, not paying for ads. That's something yeah. totally different. Organic is free. Is free exactly. So, really focusing on how your site is going to get found.
1: Yeah. So I know we've um we've done this mostly, and I feel like this is maybe where a lot of our audience is for the first couple of years of our business, we were just like, um, let's just rely on creating a crap ton of content and using all of the words we think people could be using to find us, and that's how we're gonna
0: even try but to. But it rank. wasn't even necessarily like no like thought out other no. than No. <laughs> what do I want to know that they might want to know? And it was Uh a lot of uh guessing. There was no like research involved or there was no like testing different titles or anything. So how would you even get started If, if someone is looking to not necessarily unindate their website with all this new stuff all the time, how can they just make the content they do have value friendly and like attract the right people and that kind of thing?
2: Well, I think the first step is really knowing what you want to be found for. And I ask mm. my clients this, and I'm going to say 90% of them can't answer the question. If mm. I were to type into Google, I'm going to use Google as a reference because that's 93% the of the those only search thing engines, we all right? It's okay, right. <laughs> uh, so I'll just reference Google. What would I need to type into that search box to find your business? And I'm going to say, again, 90% of them can't give me the answer at all of what they want to be known for because they created this really pretty website. They spent money, time, et cetera, making it look so fantastic. But then they forgot the back end of what they want to be known for. And it's nowhere in their site whatsoever. So it's Mm -hmm. really started thinking like, what would people need to search into Google to find me? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think like for the longest, we did this simply by like logging onto Google and Pinterest Mm -hmm. to kind of see what are people searching for right now in our niche? And are those things that we also have content on, or we also have resources for, because especially like a business like ours, that's, you know, started out niche in our service-based business with our marketing boutique, but then grew to be an online education company. Like the The content or the keywords for that are sometimes completely different. And so, how do you like? identify something that's narrow that's going to point people to you but not so obscure that someone has to type in like this random exact phrase to even find you.
2: I think it's doing the keyword research and there's a lot of free keyword tools out there. One of them is um I didn't name this business. It's called Keyword Shitter, okay? It, it is <laughs> that is the name of the tool. I, I, I love I it. Kind it of is love free. it. <laughs> All you do is type in the keyword that you want to be known for You think you want to be known for, and it does Mm -hmm. its business. No pun intended whatsoever. (laughs) Okay, or maybe. Yeah. So it does its business, (laughs) and it gives you a plethora of keywords, and they can be what we call long tail keywords because people are searching very specifically now. I'm going to use, as an example, SEO. That's a very Mm -hmm. broad keyword, and it has a lot of competition. It's very hard to rank for on Google. People are searching, how do I get my business found online? That's very, very specific. Yes, it's five, seven, nine words, but that's what people are searching for. So a lot of these tools can give you this information.
1: So this came up for me the other day, non business related, but just funny story. We were watching Dr. Foster on Netflix. It's an amazing show. And (laughs) I called out her lack of Google skills or SEO friendly search terms when she finds out her husband's cheating on her. This isn't a spoiler, by the way. It's like the whole, what the whole show is about. And she literally opens up her laptop one night and she searches in Google, cheating husband. And then like all of these things come up and she clicks this third article and reads this poem or whatever. But I called out in my living room when my husband and I were watching it. I said, does she not know how to use Google?
2: Like, what (laughs) is she actually looking for? I
0: think that's funny because I think that's how we used search engines when we first started because like there wasn't a ton of content. right? And so like you had to be super vague. You like, maybe you type the brand name of some medication you just got prescribed or your parents did or whatever. And you're like, I just want to know symptoms and diagnosis and what this means and all this stuff. But you didn't say like, what are the symptoms of insert name? Which is how I think we use it now.
2: Exactly. I was just talking to one of my clients. Uh, She's a grief counselor and that's fine. It's all throughout her site. She's a grief counselor and that's what she wants to be known for. That's fine. New York city, but people are also searching because they don't really know the, exact term, perhaps mm-hmm. a, it mm-hmm. could be a therapist. It could be, they might not search grief counselor and say, like, I need help. I just lost a parent or mm-hmm. I, I lost my dog. I lost my cat. So that is how they're searching. And so mm-hmm. you want to have those keywords or key phrases in your site as well. You can create mm-hmm. content around it. That's how people are searching very, very specifically.
0: Yeah. How other than just like interviewing your audience, or maybe using one of these keyword tools, like how would you even go around, like trying to figure out all the ways people think about what it is that you do? Like, I think that was a great example of, they're not searching necessarily for the solution, but they're typing about their problem. But like, how do you figure out what all the problems are related to you being the solution?
2: Well, there's also a free tool that I use too. It's called answerthepublic.com. And you put in a keyword and it'll give you all the questions that people are typing into Google around that keyword. So you can come up with topics of how people are searching, but they're putting in questions as well. Uh, I did have uh, a client. She wanted to be known as a business strategist, but what is that really like, what mm-hmm. are you providing for entrepreneurs? Um, so you really have to drill it down even further of what type of services you're going to provide. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think that you do yourself a disservice if you don't narrow that down because your traffic might be up or your inquiries might be mm-hmm. up, but it's full of people who don't actually know what you do. And so you're going to be wasting your time kind of weeding through all of that.
2: Yeah. I My, my client, uh, the business strategist, she wrote a post on cutting down social media tasks mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And I asked her, what do you think you're ranking for on Google organically? And she said, oh, definitely business strategist for women, business mentor for women. We looked at it. It was benefits of cutting yourself. Oh, my lanta. Because Google took that algorithm... Fix that, <laughs> and that's the traffic that she was getting. Nope, because the business mm-hmm. strategists or what even drilled down even further was really mm-hmm. nowhere in her sight. Oh, wow. yeah. my
0: gosh, Ooh, that, that is <laughs> talk about that the is kind of traffic. Not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, well, I'll tell you right now, guys, the amount of traffic we get for people looking for solutions around canva is ridiculous it's bananas like, I'm sure and it's like okay well at least you're kind of landing in a place we serve yeah. creative so it's right. not the worst thing we could rank for but i'm also like we don't have any education on canva nice. like like we don't sell anything related to canva it just no, whatever. and I'm sure people who do are like, damn it, why do I keep seeing Boss Project? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it could have been mentioned anywhere throughout the yeah. site once or wherever, and then it just got picked up, and that's yeah. and that's what happened to this one client. I had another one. She wrote a post on giving up her smartphone. She's a psychologist, career coach, but that's where most of the traffic was coming from. Giving up your smartphone. And that's okay traffic, but it's really not... They're not not coming. Any of your people. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay. So I know you have specific strategies around how to get your website on the first page of Google. So we've talked a little bit about you know, what are keywords and how do you even rank and what does that even mean? But even once you start using these, I think a lot of people... And maybe this is like an older concept of Google. Like I know people... Especially local businesses like this is their their main goal for SEO. Like I need to be like right up there on that first page, right up there in the first like three. Suggestions. Yeah, because not how
0: Google. many people? I don't look at the third page of Google. No, the second page of Google. No,
2: it, 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 stats show that seventy five percent of people do not go past the first page of Google, or even once they get to kind the first of page of Google they don't even go past the first five results. If they don't Mm -hmm. see what they want to see, they'll search something else. Exactly. exactly. Like,
0: Oh, this wasn't it. This wasn't the wrong thing.
2: Yep.
1: 100%. So what are our strategies for that? How long can we expect to, to be on the first page of Google? What does it really take for a business to land that spot?
2: Well, first of all, with the keywords, making sure that you are ranking for those keywords, looking at keyword variations, the keyword difficulty, we look at that, whether it's 50% or higher. If it's higher than 50%, that means it's a little harder to rank on Google. You're looking at search volume versus keyword difficulty. I'm not going to get into too much of the techie stuff because (laughs) it can get a little uh, scary. Um, But you want all different types of variations of keywords. And then you want to get on Google. And there is a free tool from Google. It's called Google Search Console. And all you have to do is Google Google Search Console, and you submit your site to Google. And mm. uh, you go through a verification process. It's it's different, depends on what type of platform that you're on. And you can start telling Google to come over to your website. It may already know about your website and it, that it exists due to people sharing it, etc. But you can submit each page and post to Google. And it starts indexing it, meaning taking a snapshot of it, coming over, taking a snapshot and filing it away in Google database land. (laughs) Yeah, And once someone puts in the search query, it can match your site with that that algorithm.
0: Mm -hmm. That's
2: how it works. Listen, Google is magic. It is.
1: I think my overwhelming tendencies of SEO just get to the like, it's like outer space for me where it's just this like, you can't even understand how many things there are yeah. out there and how quickly these search engines are filtering through all of this stuff. It's a completely different nerd out conversation, but it's bananas.
2: It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely crazy.
0: Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? So, other than getting Google to crawl your site, how do we like say we're barely on the second page, like the first page is within grasp? Like, how do we like push it over? Is there something we need to adjust on the post itself? Is there something we need to add to the back end? Because I feel like before it was having page descriptions. And, and I know at one point, there was arguments about keyword stuffing Leto and all text. this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's all...
2: Oh my loud. Loud. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely things that you can do on your end to help get your rankings higher on Google. You can use your keywords in the URL of your blog post title, for example, your page title obviously, you want to have it in your content. You don't just want to have keywords in your content that don't make sense to the content itself because that what you mentioned is keyword stuffing. And Google does see that now and penalize your website. You also want to name your images when you're uploading your images, no matter if you have WordPress, Squarespace, Shopify... The keywords, naming the file as the keywords. Uh, I'm I'm guilty of this when I first started my first website, in, I think it was 2009 or yeah. 2010. I just uploaded everything with image123.jpg. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't really help you in search <laughs> at all. That's not what you want to be known for. So name your file names with your keywords. If you do have WordPress, there's also the alt text. It's telling mm-hmm. Google, what that image is. It doesn't know what it is. It's scanning over your site. It doesn't know use it, put a keyword in there.
0: Why not? That's also a a bonus Pinterest tip. Like if you name your images, I mean, that's, what's going to auto populate in the description when people go to pin it. So we always add the title of the blog post, maybe an intro paragraph about it. And then the name of our business, mm-hmm. and for every single image, and so I think that's helped a lot over time. Absolutely, and Pinterest,
2: I, I know it's it, people just think, oh, it's social media. It's, it's really not. It's a search engine, mm-hmm. and this great way of finding keywords, like you mentioned before. Yeah, it can bring so much traffic back to your yeah. site. Well, Absolutely. And same thing
1: with, with YouTube. We just started yeah. really diving back into that, and the amount of time we're spending now to okay, what's the best title for the blog post because this is what people are searching on Pinterest. And then what are the keywords that we need to put into the blog to help with Google? And then what's the title of the video that goes with that blog post because people are finding it on YouTube. And like, you just have different search behaviors for different platforms. Like what you put into Pinterest is completely different than Google or YouTube. And so I think it's really interesting to kind of have... like those separate buckets, if you're utilizing all of them, understand what the search behaviors are for those particular platforms to then identify, okay, what words do you need to be using inside of those descriptions or titles?
2: Exactly. And you can even take a look at your Google analytics and see if any searches on your website, what people are searching for, are they finding it? Are they leaving your site because they're not finding what they're looking for? Maybe that's a chance for you to utilize those search Mm -hmm. terms in your site too.
0: So how do you translate this to dollars? Yeah. Um I think so often people are like, okay, awesome, like this is what I want to be ranked for, but I know in your experience you were SEO SEO I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you were perfecting listings on Amazon yes. so that people would find your Amazon products and purchase those. So talk to me a little bit about how you can utilize SEO to increase purchases. Especially with
2: Amazon, I think I've created over 100,000 product listings at this point for Amazon. And Amazon, even when it started, it's not the prettiest website. But when I talk to even product-based entrepreneurs and work with them, it's about creating that in-store experience online. So this is where SEO can help you and having your keywords and creating bullet points and your product descriptions and helping sell your product. I see a lot of times with product entrepreneurs that the title itself, if it's just a t-shirt, they don't say women's v-neck cotton t-shirt. Here's a chance to add more keywords of how people would be searching and they don't utilize that. So that equates, I think, uh, to making a purchase because that's what people are searching for. They're, they don't they have limited time. They have limited attention span. You want to make that process as easy as, easy as possible. So you want to provide them the information that you can. And that's where SEO can come into play. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So is the only or the best option for people to get ranked higher and sooner more content. Or what if you're a business that doesn't really put out regular content and you just have what's on your
2: website today? Well, I think if you have a blog component, definitely use it. Google loves fresh content. Mm-hmm. It really, really does. But it also loves video and having video on your website or on your blog, whatever it may be, can push you up 50 times more in Google's rankings mm. than just wow. a thousand word blog post.
1: So is that video embedded in the yeah. blog post? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so no. does it prefer
0: you embed YouTube videos since mm-hmm. Google yeah. and mm-hmm. YouTube play well? Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, girlfriend. Making a note on that. <laughs> <laughs> because you see it,
2: the videos are higher in ranking. When you pull up a search engine result page, you might see a paid ad. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see a video. You might see a map, and then underneath is the organic search. So there's very low amount of real estate for organic search. Um, and video definitely ranks higher. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: I'm sitting here. I'm like, okay, add that to the checklist. For- <laughs> Sorry, I just gave you some more no, work it's, to do. <laughs> it's, it's easy though. And if it's, if it truly like has mm-hmm. a massive effect like that, I think for the longest, I was only picturing video working for YouTube because that's a video platform. And I like Google doesn't yet crawl like the words within your video, but I can see them understanding or preferring video because that's what people like these days. So
0: yeah.
2: And you can even transcribe your video. Mm-hmm. So you have the content underneath your video. So if you're just thinking like how am i going to create all this content right that's just one way of adding content to your site right
0: yeah right for sure i'm personally not a huge fan of transcriptions not Mm -hmm. not that they're not helpful but i feel like they read so odd yeah yeah but if you do get something transcribed i do think it's pretty easy to turn around and turn it into a blog Mm -hmm. format i know for us specifically like the way I write for a blog versus the way I speak for video versus the way I talk on a podcast, all extremely different. And its I think part of it is knowing what platform it's ending up on and just like how people are used to consuming something. Like if I were to transcribe this conversation and post it as a blog post, people would be so bored. (laughs) And they'd be like, this is all over the place. And where's the point? And like, in a blog post, you want it to be scannable Mm -hmm. and like easy to find and like step by step and a podcast you can get away with. Just talk about nothing for a while. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah,
2: you can definitely, I guess, transcribe it, but put it into a blog post and where it makes sense, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
1: Well, and I think also like giving yourself, I, I feel like some of our listeners might be going into that state of overwhelm of like needing to be in all of the places. Um, mm-hmm, no, yeah. Truly recognizing uh, what your audience likes devouring right now. Like Abby mentioned, we used to transcribe all of our podcast episodes for you guys and we would put them up on the blog post where we kind of had our show notes and whatever. And like seven people downloaded them. No one wanted to read them. So it was something we were able to cut in our business, but it's just like, all right, that if you're gonna listen, you like listening because you're in the car or you're traveling or you're cleaning or you're doing whatever. If you're gonna read on the blog, like That's for a different person who's also in our audience, but just for a different type of behavior. So you don't have to have all the things for all the things
0: Mm -hmm. right Right now. Well, at least make the most of the ones you do have, which I
1: think is the point. 100%. Um, Okay. So what other steps are we missing or do we still need to cover on this whole ranking business?
2: Well, definitely uh, this... The slowness of your site or the speed mm-hmm. of your site, no one loves a slow website. You know, I, I, I don't think I've ever said it, right? So chances are, especially if you're on mobile, and I think that's now over 50%. Oh, yeah. Of, yeah, it's, it's going to be more. I think that you have to really test your site speed. And there is a free tool. It's on tools.pingdom.com and where you can just test your site speed. Um, just put in your URL. It will give you a grade A, yeah. hopefully, you know, hopefully. B, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, and you can see if some of the images that you uploaded are really bogging down your site, right. uh, and you okay. know, yeah, and yeah. that happens a lot, yeah. yeah.
0: I know I think this was one of my bigger problems starting out because my background is in graphic design and so I was so used to optimizing everything for print mm. that the moment you start uploading things that are <laughs> technically print mm-hmm. potential, yeah. they're yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. So, now, uh, yeah. Now granted, I feel like the landscape has changed even in the last five years, where, like, you can still have pretty big images. On your site, yeah. and it's not nearly as slow as it was a couple of years ago, just because everything sped up to exactly. catch up with the, yeah, time, the Hosting so. company, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I check your um, just for pro tip advice. This is something we have to check on ourselves very, uh, like often. The junk that's in your code, your headers and footers of your site. We have so many just like old codes from things that we don't use anymore. That like all of that like widgets, right? All of widgets, right? Load, mm-hmm before your like actual home yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So
0: web- it's just a little website knowledge. Yeah. It, okay. So you have a, a Facebook pixel, but then Pinterest has a verification code. And then there's like all this other crap that people say, put it in the mm-hmm. header. Well, the way your uh, website operates is it has to load everything in the header mm-hmm. prior to loading your site content. And some, I would say 98% of the things you're putting in your header can technically be in your footer and still operate. And so that way people are seeing the content and they're not like, oh my God, this site is is so so slow. slow. (laughs) Yeah. We ended up just like deleting a bunch of stuff because it was was that more than images was slowing down Uh because it was having to ping this site and that site and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff. So... That's a, a really great tip too, because yeah, we
2: just load it right into the header of the site, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, that's not gonna. They're telling me to do it, right. so exactly, uh, <laughs> nothing's right. gonna happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if your site you get enough it. of that,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> if it's super slow, just pull up your header and delete some stuff that you're not using anymore.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I I was guilty of uploading like 16,000 images. And and my web developers (laughs) like uh, Melissa, I don't don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, but you can compress these images. And like, for example, WordPress has WP Smush is a plugin that you can use, and it'll just compress your images. And the Hopefully. names. Speed up your site. WP yeah. w. smush. W smush. Yeah. Keyword shitter I know, right? and WP smush. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm a big I don't fan. Know,
0: Let it be known, all the dudes that develop this I know, stuff, right? <laughs> You're, They're the ones flat out naming right. stupid things. It's fine.
1: <laughs> okay, so we've covered keywords. We've covered yep. naming your images, getting great content, getting ranked up. Videos help us. And anything else we need to throw in here to these
2: people? Check for broken links on your website, Ooh, and that happens, yeah. uh, especially for example, I moved first from- and then yeah. check. Yeah, <laughs> right. I moved from WordPress to Squarespace. It created some broken links, mm-hmm. and there's a free tool called Dead Link Checker. I know there's another name, Dead yeah. Link Checker. It is what it is. SEO friendly though, huh? it is, and it's free, yeah. and you can see if there's any broken links on your website because Google doesn't like that. It wants to refer your pages on the search engine results. But then it doesn't want a broken link either. And that does happen. So you want to check that out. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we, our listeners would be raging at us if we didn't cover this, because I feel like it does. It's, it hasn't gotten asked recently, but I feel like a lot of people who are just getting started have this question. And since you just mentioned leaving WordPress for Squarespace, mm-hmm. we are, for those of you listening who don't know, lovers of Squarespace and have been mm-hmm. on Squarespace since day one. Can you kind of talk to me just about like your preferences for both and recommendations for one platform over the other?
2: I had two websites on WordPress when I first started. and. Well, well, I found like the blog component was easy to use. It was more, I think, like the updates. One time, I looked at my site, and half of my homepage was missing. You know, and I didn't know what to do. There's yeah. no one to call. I, I wanted, and my web developer, one of them, decided to become a fiction writer <laughs> and then left. You know, Obviously. so I was like, okay, um, what do I do here? Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I was so tired of not being able to fix it myself. And with Squarespace, with the support team, you can find out what's going on. I've never had any issues. Mm -hmm. I felt it was easy, drag and drop type of process. Yeah. Um, I, I personally love it. And their mm-hmm. feel yeah, it
0: like it's affected your results at all by being on one platform over another?
2: Uh, at first, it dropped because... Because uh, you switched. I switched. Mm-hmm. I was also right. forwarding another domain. So yes, it's going to happen. A drop in SEO, organic reach, definitely, if you switch platforms, you do a site redesign, etc. But no, I haven't seen any difference now. No, not at all. Because if you're doing the same process, like I mentioned before, whether Mm -hmm. it's Shopify, Squarespace, WordPress, whatever it is, you'll be ranked on Google. Yeah.
1: I always say, like, unless you are an actual website developer or that, like, code is your jam and you love that kind of stuff, I recommend Squarespace to 99.9% of people. Like, it does the exact same things. Like, their SEO capabilities are just as strong as Mm -hmm. WordPress. And if it gets it easier for you to put content or upload your products or share your website or whatever, then
2: go with that route. Exactly. Yeah. And they have really just beautiful templates that you can use. You don't have to think about it and they'll help you along the way. The support team is great. Yeah,
1: I love it. Awesome. Well, Abby, do you want to head us into talk strategy to me?
0: Yeah. I hear that you have a specifically a four-step framework. So I'd love to hear what those action steps are that our listeners can take to get started with their SEO. Sure.
2: Well, the first one is check your site. Just type into Google your site your business are you even coming up yeah. or what you, and a lot of my clients are like Melissa, I'm not even ranking for my name well your name's nowhere on your site like your whole your full name it's not your URL mm-hmm. it's you know it's just your first name so you're not even ranking on Google for your entire name because it's nowhere in the site mm-hmm. so that's that's the first thing like and then beefing up the keywords really doing that research all the different type of variation of keywords, the long tail keywords, what we call again, the five, seven, nine Mm -hmm. words, and taking a look at that. Number three is getting on Google, submitting your site to Google search console, again, totally free, just Google Google search console and follow the instructions to verify your site, you can submit pages, posts, etc. And then the fourth step is building up your SEO strategy. And that's by taking a look at all the broken links. We didn't really go into it It as backlinks, other sites linking to your site. Uh, If you can, that builds more credibility and trust. With Google and doing guest posts, etc., wherever you can get people to backlink to your site, obviously from legitimate sites. Oh, right? That's, you know, right. that's 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 the key. So those are the four main steps of getting to the first page of Google.
1: Love that. Well, thank you so much for those. I'm sure You're our listeners. I think some of these. You guys, you can take, and if you have a little bit of savvy about your website, you can kind of go through and use the free resources mentioned and kind of clean up some of the stuff. But I'm definitely a huge proponent in investing in getting an SEO expert looking at your site helping kind of create a game plan, especially if you're not ranking or if you're wanting to kind of even switch the messaging that your site is currently at right now. And then you're talking to a new audience. I think it's really helpful to get someone to comb through that. So talk to us a little bit about how people can continue to learn from you or potentially work from you or what you have going on.
2: Well, you can find me on my website. It's com. My services and I do help clients, product-based, service-based businesses get found online. A lot of my clients say, Hey, Melissa, SEO makes me want to vomit. I need your help. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to hear about it. I just just want you to do it. And that's what I do. So you can go to SEO, my site now com and learn a little bit more about my services. And I do all the optimization. I also have clients on retainers. I'm coming out with new blog posts, et cetera. And I optimize awesome. that for them. You can find me on Instagram, the creative potential, Pinterest, the creative potential, all the places, yeah. all the right. Yeah, absolutely. Places. I yeah. love
1: it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We had a blast.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Looking to elevate your brand without the headache. Join the co-op